Hi, I'm Katie Page. And I'm Paul Ashton. And we made a comedy feature film called This Isn't Funny that Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro helped us produce. Along with us, it stars Anthony LaPaglia, Eddie Gathegi, Mimi Rogers, David Pasquese, Chia Caridis, and Danielle Panabaker. And it features some hilarious stand-up comedy from Beth Stelling, Ahmed Barucha, Will Weldon, and Katie. And you can stream the film right now in the U.S. store of iTunes, on Google Play, and at Amazon. And if you like it, please tell your friends, share it, and rate it. Thanks so much, guys. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And so that's how I ended up giving Jay Z his name. Yeah, I, you know. Fight fans, what's going on there? How are you? J10 coming at you. Uh, welcome to another episode of Ultimate Fighter on AfterBuzz TV. Hashtag ABTV TUF. Uh, my name is Suri Serrano, and of course, I am uh, joined here by Jared Wilkinson. Wilkinson. Hello. Wilkerson. Yes, I'm Jared. I'm Jared tonight. How about couch. butchering that name, huh? Dude, yeah. Dude, <laughs> tripping over everything. For the past year, right? <laughs> yep. Of course, uh, Jay Tan and uh, Kaiba Cat here holding it down. That's right, guys. We, uh, yeah, talking a little fight talk right here. You can follow us, of course. Follow me at, uh, Instagram, Twitter, kybacat.com, uh, whatever it's called, at kybacat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just the two of us, obviously. It'll be, uh, um, an, hopefully not an abbreviated show, but. No, uh, I don't think so. There's plenty of things to get into. Yeah, I mean, we had a two fight, uh, episode, which is always fun. My favorite. I love having two fights. A little bit more back and forth between us. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a big fan of all the drama that happens in yeah. the house. I mean, they always try to, you gotta fill in the episodes when you have one fight, obviously, with drama or something, Nas baths or whatever case. Ding. We should, I wanna have a ding every time I do a Nas <laughs> reference. Um, but. Jumbo, you want us with a ding? No, nope. apparently right. not. Apparently That's not. Okay. All right. Eventually, we'll get to that. Um, but um, but when we have two fights, we could really just get to fighting, and that's that's what I love the most, and that's what I want to watch. So well, that's yeah, we got the, two fights to talk about. That's what they they believe that people want to see on the show. That is the draw of it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, oh God, that's a very oh look at that ding right on time. Yeah, not right. nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode eight. Heart is not enough. Is the name of the episode, and uh, we had. Two of the three last preliminary matches, yeah. Artem Lobov uh, facing James Jenkins from uh, Team USA, and in the second match, Johnny Nunez from uh, Team USA, or Team Faber, rather, going against uh, David Tamer. Yeah. Uh, Artem Lobov in the first match defeats James Jenkins with nasty uh, TKO in the first. Ooh, brutalized him. What's your, really... Overall, what's your thoughts on the matches here? Well, okay. Well, first going in, I'm happy that I picked one right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I finally got a good pick on Artem right there. Yeah. Yay. Um, the first one, it was like a man versus a boy on that one, but Artem just was landing the shots, and Artem's style obviously is um, throw and let himself be hit along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's willing to sacrifice himself to land something because he, he yeah. lands big, nasty shots, so he'll he'll take it. Like a true Russian fighter. Like That's what he reminds <laughs> me of Zangief. You know, he'll just go in there, walk yes. right up. From Street Fighter. Yeah, he's going to throw himself in there, let himself take a hit just so he can, you know, put his his mitts on you. And, uh, And that's exactly what we saw. But he was evasive enough where he could land and not take too many shots. And he dropped bombs on Jenkins. And boy, I was a little nervous about his fighting style because he's no guard. I mean, really, yeah. he just has no guard. Hands were down, right? Oh, yeah, he just walked right up Hands to him Hands were the south whole time. of the border. Yeah. It, it was crazy. struck me off the bat as a little uh, uh, Anderson Silva there. Oh, yeah. And, but the but thing Anderson, is, Anderson Silva is Anderson Silva. Yes. Uh, Artem Lobov with a, what was it? 12, <coughs> 12 and 10 or uh, yeah, I mean, he looks 11 like and he's, 10 he's record. Bad in, he's bad in 500. That's different. Yeah. He's bad <laughs> Don't do that. Guys, you died. Hey, it, it worked for him. God bless Artem Levid for for winning his match. But it Lobov, works. Excuse me. Half the time, it works one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> That's a good way time. of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Real quick, I want to give a shout to uh, Connor Ward and our man Joe Boza is joining us in the chat room here. We'll uh, talk real quickly about um, seeing what these guys got. 
please, by all means, jump in in the chat room if you're watching this live. Uh, spit your opinions. Give us your thoughts, and we will respond to them. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, are you Rosa. getting uh, you getting the feed there, man? Ah, uh, it's all right. I'm not, but it's all right. You've got it, so all we're right. fine. Um, yeah. And so you know, uh, this was this fight was it was something. I mean, they were throwing blows. They knew it was going to be stand up war, and that's exactly what it was. Ended early, obviously, in one round, uh, but that's kind of what you expect when guys are going to just go out there and try to murder each other. Yeah, yeah. Makes um, for a fun fight. There was that the first minute. There was a good feeling out period. Yeah. Didn't seem that there was a whole lot. Uh, Artem, I was really surprised. I. Uh, Artem was taking the time. It seems like with the low hands and single shots, he wanted that one-punch knockout. He really did. And, um, you know, Jenkins uh, was was up a little bit more. Combos landed a uh, landed a hard right there uh, early in the match. Um, and then Lobov rocked uh, Jenkins with a right. And then a left that bloody in a bottom. There is. That was that one. Once he got him opened up, that fight was over. Because you saw Jenkins kept touching it, was very concerned about it. It was obviously obstructing his, his vision. Yeah. So, I mean, that that was the, the beginning of the end for Jenkins. I mean, I thought that was going to, gonna, yeah, started to tell the story of the match. And I was like, all right, how yeah. much longer is this thing going to go? It's either going to be great and bloody for, you know, another, what, five, seven Technically, possibly 10 or 15 minutes. Yes, possibly. Or we're going to have an early night. Uh, Jenkins will have an early night with that one. Yeah. Um, what was it? He dropped. You know what? The other thing that struck me, kind of Anderson Silva, um, Lubov dropped him. Jenkins was come, charging in on uh, on the final strike or the, the one that really made the difference. Yes. Lubov caught him. Uh, You're talking about that, that when he that Forrest Griffin moving backwards shot, backward, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, I know exactly Anderson where you're Silva, going. Yeah. Forrest Griffin. Yeah, caught him backwards. Uh, hammer fists to the end, following up on, on the end, and, and that was that. Yeah. Um, of course. Was that, uh, off, off your, uh, offhand, was that one of the more, well, certainly one of the more interesting uh, knockout or finishes to the year. Was that the one that sticks out to you? Um, I mean, I don't know if it sticks out as being something spectacular, but it, the thing is, it's currently in all of our fights, it's the only TKO, it's the only knockout. Is it really? It's the only knockout. I've actually, I, I pulled this up. Good I analysis mean, there. Yeah, look at that. I mean, sub, decision, 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 yep. sub. Like, there's the only knockout we have so far. So, right. I mean, we did have that question um, that I, I was asking you when we were watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this season they're doing like the the thousand dollars, I think it is for the best right. knockout, thousand dollars for best submission. Is that a thousand something like that? Maybe? I haven't heard anything. I don't think anyone's mentioned it, unless there were you know people mentioned it or confirmed it in interviews. Yeah. Um, that was something that that happened a couple of uh, seasons ago, but I haven't heard anything. Maybe Joe Bo. That's one for uh, Joe Bo's if he knows. Joe, what's going on? Do you know? Uh, have you heard anything about them confirm? Was it thousand dollars? Yeah, for best like, knockout, best sub. Yeah, it's a one thousand or ten thousand, whatever it is. I hope he's not ten. That's probably not ten, but it was. It could be Dana five, White. Five, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Five, one, five, ten, whatever it is. Because the guys in the coaches challenge, the fighters themselves for the winning team's coach, the fighters will get, I believe, a thousand or fifteen hundred. Yeah, they make it cash. So you would cash. think that they uh, they'd get a little bit more for actually succeeding very well. In their uh, in their match, yeah, I'm trying to know. remember from the past seasons I watched, uh, I know, and I'm going to say seasons five. it was a thousand each, like person on the team, and ten thousand for the coach and the okay. coaches challenge. Yeah. In the coaches challenge, yeah, yeah. But the coaches challenge. Performance bonuses we're talking about. I think it was five thousand for every finish. I'll give that at one point. Because um, um, what's it called? Um, Artem did make a comment. He said, you know, he was going to make Dana open his wallet, and right. he's going to knock him out, and make Dana open his wallet. So, you know, we'll see. But it is the only TKO. So obviously, Artem is safe from being that fighter eliminated mm-hmm. uh, for the ninth fight rule. That thing that they got going on. Yeah. Artem's moving on, man. That's going to be an interesting on. situation as well. We'll talk about that. Won't be able to until the ninth fight next uh, next week. Next week. Mm. All right. So. The bulk, the rest of the show, what, a good half hour or so, Johnny Nunez versus David Tamer, eighth of the nine matches. Um, David Tamer comes away with uh, the, not TKO, sorry, uh, a 20, what I'm calling a 29-28 victory, going three rounds, although they called it uh, sudden death. For the third round, clearly it was sudden victory. Sudden victory. It was a sudden victory. Don't they call it sudden victory? It's not sudden, sudden death. victory. Sudden, sudden victory. Death. Yeah, yeah. Sudden, that's what I, I thought it was. Sudden death. Um, because I've always thought how bad that is to say in a cage fight. Yeah, it's exactly. Sudden we death talked about is this fine. In the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, that's fine in a <laughs> hockey game, you know. Yes. But I don't know about that. Um, Joe Boza says he hasn't heard anything about the uh, the winnings. Yeah, me neither. I know next week is Dana saying who sucked in winning. Connor <laughs> thinks Grit sucked because uh, beating Sasha by decision in two rounds. Uriah thinks Martin sucked in his win. 
Uh, Martin Warchek or Martin uh, uh, Svensson? Martin Warchek. Yeah, there, we got two Must Martins. Must have been Warchek, I think. Yeah, cause, because Svensson had a, had a decent he fight. He finished Tom yeah. Lee. Yeah, that was a good fight. I mean, he, he deserves to move on for if sure. If somebody so. finishes somebody, I don't think you can say it's a, it's a shit match. Yeah, no, you know? it's going to decision. That's going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's going to be Juicy J, who's not going to be moving on. I did not enjoy his fight. Um, I, I, I think that was the one. I'm trying to remember. Juicy J weeks ago. beat Meji Baghdad by majority decision, uh, 2018, 1919, and 2018. Yeah, that's that the one, one I was think. compelling to me. I dug it. I don't, you know, as, uh, I'm gonna flip over here and look at these matches. I don't really think that there's one per se. I, I'm not going to say that they were all fantastic mm-hmm. barn burners that you got to tune into, but I don't think that any of them necessarily sucked. Not in the ways that. Well, I, I hate to say that any season or any guy getting into the cage, uh, you know, the, the, their performance or their match sucks. But I think these overall have been a step above more recent previous seasons. Yeah. They've all been competitive. They've all been good. I mean, yeah. we've been blown away, actually, this season, you guys, because uh, we all came in thinking the Americans were just going to wash out the Europeans on here. We thought mm-hmm. we were, they were going to blow them out of the water. And uh, we've seen... I mean, not completely the opposite, but we've seen right now. I mean, the Europeans have taken a commanding lead, yeah. uh, five to three. They uh, are they five to three or four. To, you're right, five, five to, three. to three now. Yeah, and with s- that uh, David Tamer win. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Getting back to I guess to, to David Tamer in that fight. So it's been um, it's been a little surprising, but we've seen a lot of competitive fights, which is good. I mm-hmm. mean, that's it's been a nice season so far. There's nothing. There's no match that sticks out saying, okay, those guys, that one's got it. And frankly, yeah. what it's going to be, it's only the winner anyway because the loser is lost already, I suppose. So yeah, I I don't know who it is. Possibly juicy. I could see grits though. I uh, can see grits. Yeah, see even grits. though that went three rounds. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said for a match being close enough that if you got to go to the third, then both guys were competitive with each other at least. It's kind of cool that at this point, though, that we're seeing – it could be a number of, of options. So I love that there's nothing that – like you were saying earlier, nothing that stands out. So it means that we've had a good season. We've had good fights. Um, I think you – know you know, I'm going to say it won't be. It just strikes me now. It's not going to be the next match. The next match next week we have Abner Loveris or no I'm I'm butchering his name because I heard the announcer say it correctly. It's, it's the last one is hard to say, but Abner. We can Abner, say Abner. Iveris, I think. I think there was a a, a vowel sound to his last name, but uh, so Abner, pardon me for killing that one. Versus Jason Gonzalez, and yes. I'll tell you what, I don't think that that match you wouldn't you wouldn't air that last. Uh, if that was going to be the one. If that was going to be the one that yeah. sucked, yeah. That one, you wouldn't do that. You, you, you go through an hour, I'm like, all right, that match blew. Let's just forget that one, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, then make an hour-long coaches challenge. Ooh, which is also not a bad idea. Uh-huh. Hour-long coaches challenge. What do you do? Obstacle course or something? You send them both in the uh, the, the shining maze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever, whoever wins... Whoever gets out alive wins. The other guy, freeze your ass off in there. Your contract yeah. is done. Red run, baby. Um... Okay, so Johnny Nunez, David Tamer, Tamer pulling ahead in the third round. Uh, what real back and forth fight? There's a lot yeah. to digest here for uh, for an analyst standpoint. What was yes. your overall thoughts on the match itself? Okay, so we've had a nice full fight here. Um, I was a little disappointed uh, because I've you know we've gotten to meet Johnny and I really mm-hmm. enjoy him and I was especially with his build and being a strong wrestler. I was expecting to see a lot more from him. Obviously, his striking was not fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just more on the ground. He wasn't advancing the way I was hoping he would. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he actually did pull up the full a couple times, which was nice, but he wasn't able to really unload or do anything with his strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we saw a fight of a striker predominantly versus a, a wrestler. And um, I think we saw everything we wanted to see out of that. I mean, we saw some great strikes, some great left leg kicks uh, yeah. from Tamer. Um, and obviously winning round one and then Johnny dominating round two just by, you know, taking ride time. But you don't get points for riding time in the UFC. That's Back only wrestling. A second there. Yes. How did you score? I, I meant to ask oh, you Oh, the initially. first round? Yeah, first, second, third. How did you score them? Oh, I uh, I give round one to uh, Tamer. Did you not? Yes, I give round one. Absolutely. I mean, his he was he was working and he almost knocked out Johnny early in round one. If mm-hmm. you remember that, I mean, he was striking hard. Uh, Johnny gave up his back and wasn't you know he was just trying to hold on. wasn't really trying to get out of. Uh, he was down on the ground. wasn't trying to get out of it. And I thought he was going to give up his defense completely. And uh, you know the referee, I was surprised he didn't stop it. And uh, David was just landing blow after blow after blow. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously coming in from on top on the side of the head. Right. Um, and so but I gave Johnny the first round. What was that? I gave Johnny the you first round. You gave Johnny the first round? So you scored you gave it Tamer, Nunez, 
and Tamer, correct? Yes. And, and, and really, that, sec- that second round is by a hair. Johnny took that by a hair. Right. Yeah. But but he was in control of the majority of the round. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to take that round. I would agree round. with that. Yeah. But um, that round one, Tamer was just landing on him. It was just landing blows. Tamer landed on him. So, let's see. We had Johnny charging in really from afar, opening the match up early with that punch. Yeah. Um, and working to a takedown uh, against uh, – a takedown attempt – Turning into a cage clinch, mm-hmm. uh, Tamer had a nice uh, kind of lateral throw that uh, that almost that. I think almost really scored the takedown. Um, but uh, but it, uh, Johnny was able to survive that one. Tamer continued with knees, and that was to me that was the earliest moment we started realizing Tamer and his knees. Yeah, boy, that boy, that first knee to the uh, to the midsection, which dropped Johnny. Mm-hmm. I mean, just dropped him like yeah. that. That looked. That, <laughs> I thought that was actually. Was going to be the end of the fight, really, but because um, that's when Tamer followed up with the tw- I caught a twenty or so. I was going to be, I was going to be facetious and say it was what seventy five plus, yeah, but there 20. were a lot of lot of right handed punches on Nunez, yeah. and the referee did warn him several times, uh, warn Nunez about Defending almost himself. ending the match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was able to survive and got off the cage, throwing a couple punches. I didn't. Here is the thing with that: that didn't score as much with me. It was very close. Um, but more, f- in my opinion, for the fact that Johnny wasn't advancing or getting out of there. Yeah. As opposed to those punches really being anything that was going to drop him. Yeah. It's just scoring points at that point. It really, he's not doing, he wasn't doing a lot of damage. He was just scoring right. points and trying to, I mean, trying to get something in there to do damage. But yeah. obviously his, um, David Tamor's bread and butter is his leg. Yeah. His le- legs, but really that left leg is. The left especially. Oof, yeah. That's his bread and butter. Now the thing that. Uh, had me about the first round. Why I give it to Johnny? After getting off the cage there and surviving that uh, that flurry, he drops Tamer with the left, mm-hmm. takes top control and controls him for the rest of the round. That's true. On top, I think that that left did more damage than Johnny being in, in trouble there at that moment. Yeah. Um, so I ended up with uh, Nunes. I I did have instinctually. I was kind of thinking, all right, with well, Tamer makes sense. That's one of the most memorable things. But at the same time, Johnny's. Uh, you know Johnny's knockdown there of Tamer. Uh, when, when you're scoring on what was the most damage in the uh, in the round, to me that was that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely agree with you on on the second round. I gave it to Nunez very closely, though. Yeah, it, it was close as well. I mean, Tamer was continuing to work and continuing to land for points, mm-hmm. um, even from the bottom. I mean, he was still you know still continuing to to land and just move and try to try to do something from the bottom. Three or four body kicks early in the first round there. Oh yeah, that left leg coming in, boy. Whenever he landed that, you see Johnny wince. Like Johnny yeah. was not happy about any of those kicks. It's funny. I thought. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he threw three of those kicks or so. Three or four, and I with each one, I thought I heard the Americans saying, "He's hurt, he's hurt." The Did Americans, you catch that? huh? The Americans saying it. That's what I thought, and that's what confused me. Did it sound like the Europeans to you? You know, I didn't notice. Okay. I didn't notice. Yeah, um, I, I, I heard some guys that, yeah saying he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt. And I was like, "Yeah, but it's your dude yeah, that just took it." So, don't say that. what are you telling Tamer for, man? But we saw a lot of strange things in that second match. Uh, second round, or second, well, in the well, I was going to say in that second match too. No, you're right. That's a good yeah, point. Uh, outside of well, actually, I'll bring that up after we're done talking about it. Old, old Conor McGregor. Um, uh. But uh, yeah, yeah. So. Took a couple shots, mm-hmm. then of course got the takedown and just rode him for the majority of the round. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just riding time that he had him. He was trying to advance a couple times. I mean, he, he tried to pass and and you know take the mount and and he did. He did at one point, but he couldn't really do anything with it. Right. And then uh, of course you know Tamer you know locked up a leg again and just was able to hold position until the round was over. Yeah. Yeah. I it mentioned went, yeah. here that as uh, he was looking for a side choke and a Kimura. He did towards the end of the round. Control of the body. Yes. Now, that, that the end of the round, he did start to look for the Kimura. He wasn't really close on it. By no, any he was not really close. So, I mean, that's why it was the type of thing that I, I brushed off. But at least he tried for something. Right. We, we didn't see a whole lot of him going for, for any real finish until the Kimura. So I by the think, same yeah. token that how I scored the first round, but you feel that the the body control was enough to give to Nunez in the second round? Yeah, and there wasn't nearly as many blows landed uh-huh. um, from Tamor in the second. Yeah. And so, and Johnny did control a m- larger majority of the round as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's like, it was one of those rounds that I'm like, I, you know, you got to give it to him for the control, but I was like, on top of that, I was like, it wasn't a fantastic looking round, but, I mean, yeah. he owned the round, so obviously we're going to go to a third, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we saw conditioning. Do, so you expected place. that? So you, I expected You that. had it 1-1. I had it 1-1. 
I could have given – well, I did. I guess I did give Nunez the first and second. I was a bit surprised by that. Huh. I, I guess it doesn't – the second – first round – no, no. Second round was the closer one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Let, let, me, let, me dec- let me think twice and second-guess myself about second-guessing myself. Yeah, third round. Let's go for it. Third round, we're doing it. Yep. <laughs> Retrospect is uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, exactly. Right when you look. <laughs> or in back. this case, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, and you got to see it twice. You saw it twice. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. mean, it's interesting how you. I see it differently the second time. Um, yeah, the first time I, I think I was focused more on it the first time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but it's it's frustrating when you get to those matches where you have two rounds and both of them could go either way. Yeah. So you can be 2018, 2018, 1919. Great guy, thanks for your opinion. Yeah. You know, way to sit on the fence there. I hate being that guy, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we both kind of see it going to round three, and then we did, and then we saw round three. Yeah, and round three, Conor McGregor showed up. <laughs> Wasn't that lovely of him? <laughs> yeah, thanks for showing up, Conor. Bizarre. Be feist. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't know what that says exactly. I, I'm sure there was there's there's more to the story. And there was editing because it was only touched on briefly that the match uh, was scheduled for four o'clock. They waited till four fifteen for Connor to show. Connor no shows, yeah. and they go forward with the match. And then he gets there for the third. You said, yeah, for the third round. Walking in, up. fresh as a daisy. Of course, yeah. in this Connor year, just da 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 da. Not a problem. Hello. Oh, yeah. there's a match going on. All right, what's going on? You not know, my fault, <laughs> bro. We uh, we made reference at the beginning of the season um, to Connor's coaching style. Mm-hmm. And how he only shows up for half the practices and, and, and everything. And they really did a good job, uh, you know, making him look good and making Connor look good. He obviously is you like think the. think so? Uh, I think overall, yeah, making Connor look good okay. on the show because I think for all that, um, all probably is really going on. They they want him to look good. He's essentially the male face of the UFC right now. Yeah, sure. Um, and so. So they're giving him a lot of time and, and obviously trying to show that, oh, all his uh, fighters saying, you know, his coaching style is great and the way he's doing it, even though he only shows up for half. Yeah. But missing two rounds of a fight, dude, dude, that that's no cool. That's not cool. It's not cool. That's, Agreed. Yeah, not cool. Now, I, I wonder if there was a difference in time because maybe there were the, the two matches were shot in the same day or that week there was a scheduling issue or, or, or perhaps Connor was, I don't know, doing media – Elsewhere and had to fly back into Vegas, and the flight was slightly delayed. Or could something. have been a, a slew of issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. There, there's a couple different issues. What got me though was I don't know, if, I forgot if it was in Tough Talk. I think it was in Tough Talk as opposed to the uh, the episode where Connor says, "Yeah, they started the match without me. Somebody screwed up, and and they started the match, and I wasn't here," which I thought was pretty cavalier of him. Yeah. You know? So yeah. unless it was, the commission did decide to push it back, but they would have to push it back how long? Because he showed right. up with a third. I'm like, come on, Connor. Come think of it though. I mean, even Dana said Connor's no showed. It's 15 minutes. We got to go. Yeah, um, Dana knew. It's yeah, like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Jeez. All right, but the- you know who was there? This caught this impressed me. I got a little uh, perverse pop out of it. You probably not, didn't catch, but. In uh, walking out with Johnny Nunez, the big uh, the big bad predator with the caterpillar mustache for all men and the cowboy hat, Don the Predator Fry. I didn't notice. Don Fry was in Johnny Nunez's corner. Um, I'm not quite sure what the connection was. I probably should. I know. I don't I think like, I it's not his wrestling coach or anything. I don't think. But Don Fry was there, uh-huh. and uh, and I got a kick out of that because it, in I think in the thir- third round or so, you can hear him saying, uh, "He's grabbing the fence." Grabbing a fence, right? Oh, that was that was okay because the referee yeah, did have a one. Oh my gosh, he was snitched he out David Tamer, which hey, I it doesn't surprise me. That's Don hilarious. is very pro pro USA and anything. Uh, well, I mean the rules unto itself, but especially if the rules are being uh, being you know. Uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to find by a foreigner. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find something. I had no idea. No, I, I didn't know that he was connected to Johnny in some way. And even even now, I'm, I'm trying I to find something. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't no know idea. personally what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Don lives out here in L.A. Last I heard, anyway, when we had him, we had him on the show probably about a year or two ago uh-huh. on the UFC show. But uh, you know, Johnny being out in Vegas with Extreme Couture, um, don't know why they would uh, you know have. Uh, what, what's the connection with them? It may have been just coincidence, and you know, he happened to be there for. For UFC business and stuff, but yeah, but still pretty cool. I did. I can't. I missed him. I completely missed him. That's so crazy. Yeah. And how how can you ever miss that mustache? And Don Fry <laughs> speaks up. <laughs> yeah. He sticks out. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, sounds like uh, what's Joe Boza is back with us here. Uh, of course, Connor shows up in round three. He knew Dave knew that David was running. David Tamer, you feel that uh, you feel that David was running, Joe? I don't know. I thought David was really he was hanging in, man. I think that was back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were they were both going at it, doing what they both needed to do. I mean, we saw some big knees from David, some strong leg yeah. kicks. You know, Johnny obviously going for the takedowns. You know, trying to but you know hold also down the wrestling. That He's not missing Artem's fight. Oh, yeah. He's not going to miss Artem's fight. Yeah, no way. Exactly. You notice what it was? He was partying after Artem's fight so hard he missed it. Because, you know, Artem's his boy. A little $500 whiskey in the back. Yeah. Dana have, and Lorenzo are talking business. That's right. Having or, my whiskey. Or is he, Artem. as Dana would, I'm giving up my shoes here, but sitting in the back talking, <laughs> talking whiskey, talking business with Dana and Lorenzo for $500 a shot. Life is good. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> You got Jamaican at the end for a second. Did I? Yeah, a little bit. It was fun. With my accents, I will go from Irish to Jamaican. Jamaican, perfect. In a heartbeat. I don't a lot know of what that is. So round three, Johnny comes in, and he is winded because he throws, like, a big right and then throws himself against the cage, drops his guard, and just, like, lands on the cage. Mm. Like, he just – it was like, like – he was just kind of giving up. He's like, I'm winded. I'm beat. And all those shots to the body, I think he was just – he yeah. was bruised as shit, man. Well, that'll, that'll do it. You take those body yeah. shots, you know – it's uh, it's like an investment. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, you land them in the first, they're gonna they're gonna pay off in the second and third. Right. That's the truth. And not a lot of people love to go to the body and want to hit yeah. that face. And I'm like, dude, take the, if you're gonna go a couple rounds, hit that body. Yeah, win them, win the shit out of them. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you you want to finish early and and take them out in the head, hit the button up there as opposed to oh shoot as as opposed to going three rounds with a wrestler. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing to avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah touche. But, you know, I mean, gosh, where's Jared for this one? I mean, as a boxer, I mean, you want to take out that body that opens up the face, you know? Mm-hmm. They're going to drop that guard, and then you take him out, man. That's that's yep. the way to do it. Um, yeah, so after that, I mean, he, he drops against the cage, tired. And then, I mean, Tamer, you know, just kind of took off from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tamer just kind of took ownership. I mean, Johnny did uh, scramble at one point, but Tamer's, uh, Tamer's uh, defense was nice. I mean, he threw those legs back and just kept moving, kept moving, keeping yeah. the legs away from him. And then, I mean, he just owned the fight after that. I see notes here about a head kick, stuffing the takedown. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. Stuffed it. Yeah. Kept those legs down and back. He was good to go. More Tamer kicks. Johnny rolls. Top position. Full mount. There and it then, is. And then the end of the match. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, a big thing that disappointed me about Johnny in this fight, which, guys, I like Johnny. I like Johnny a lot. He was great in the studio. He was really nice guy. Um, but he, he – one, he – I mean, obviously, those those kicks winded him. Um, but he kept giving up his back throughout this match. What randomly. was it in that second round where he's practically got a headlock yeah, on he was, Tamer and then rolls into uh, it? He rolls into it. He rolls into the headlock and gave up his back. Mm-hmm. And he did this a number of times, just giving up the back. And I was like, dude, that, I mean, as a fighter, I was like wondering what was going through his head or if maybe he just was in a moment, he was overwhelmed and just was kept giving up the back. It was, it was not good. I did notice he was throwing a few spinning elbows. He did. And Nothing I really couldn't effective. tell. Well, I, I was wondering if the only logical thing, explanation I could think of is he was trying to put himself in position to to throw that elbow, but uh-huh. that's a weird position to get yourself into for an elbow. That's yeah. high risk. I mean, I suppose high reward, but for a wrestler to give up a back like that, yeah, no, no, it's not not a smart move. It, so, it may have. Yeah. Just, I think it was just instinct. My guess is it was just instinctual. Of, uh, of I don't know what, but you know, somehow improving your position or trying to get there and not quite fully. Uh, yeah, the, the only fighter you ever who I know who ever even sets up like that. Maybe John Jones, but he doesn't even set it up. He comes out of the moment. But there was a, a guy oh, who hit those uh, spinning elbows from anywhere, right? I, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. across the, the freaking octagon. I just know? got hit with one right now. <laughs> That's right, damn you, John Jones. <laughs> but there was a um, old school uh, Ultimate Fighter was Matt Sarah. Mm-hmm. Matt yeah. Sarah, there was gosh, what was it? He, he used to fight Shawnee. This guy he fought. It was he lost one of his losses was to this guy. I mean, I think his name was Shawnee Williams. This crazy guy who drank out of a chalice and like Shoney Carter, Shoney Carter, Carter and Matt Sarah, of course. Yes, and Shoney had this old school spinning back fist that Matt lost to one time, and then he was fighting Shoney in a rematch for you know Ultimate Fighter. And I'll never forget in the interview saying he was like, I'm not going to get hit by that stupid ass spinning back fist. That's the stupidest thing. And then the fight happens. Right. And Matt dominated. 
but got knocked down by a spinning back fist. And after the fight, he was like, I can't believe he hit me with the spinning back fist. Uh, I never would have had pulled that one out of the memory banks. Good call oh, there, dude, my friend. I, that was old school. I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. a very old school UFC guy. So, I mean, that's... Season four. I mean, this this, this show season, goes back. Oh, my 22, We're at 22 now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I really... I was UFC one. That was my... my I've been watching since the beginning. And, and really, like, we're up to, what, 193 coming up. And really, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, the, the original stuff is what I really know about when you're fighting multiple fights, any weight classes. I mean, I loved mm-hmm. those days. That's when I was studying jujitsu hardcore, and, you know, I loved it. I've got a book for you, my friend. Oh, yeah? Which, by the way, is available at ascendbooks.com and amazon.com. Uh, what the hell is that? By Art Davy. <laughs> the, the name is blanking on I me. Mean, I can't believe it. I only did PR for the, In the whole moment. thing last, last summer. Um, go read Art Davy's book. It's available at amazon.com. Um, is this legal? Jeez. How many? That's what guys, it's called. It's this legal, all right? That how many? How many months did I talk about that book? Right, a year ago or so. <laughs> is this legal? The uh, story of the very first UFC um, by Boy. the man who created it, Mr. Art Davy. And in fact, I believe it That's is crazy. possibly on the UFC website as well. But I'm not sure about that. I'll check that out because I mean, those were crazy days of, of fighting. It was very, oh, yeah. very Van Damme blood sport ish. I mean, it was Some nuts. fascinating stories behind the scenes. Yep. Yeah, uh, Forgotten Morgan is up in here in the chat room. Yes, there was another fight, my friend, but. Um, of course, this is going to run. This episode will uh, will air again next week, so you'll catch those two fights. And then next week as well, final of the preliminary matches. Yes, Jason Gonzalez. As, as we talked about it already. Yeah, Jason and, and Abner here. Now, we've had Jason in studio as well as we've had him on Skype. Mm-hmm. And I really like Jason. I mean, even when we were hanging out with everyone, I loved Tom and, you mm-hmm. know, get along with, with Johnny and Coach Ed. But, like, Jason, I really clicked. I really dug him. I mean, he's a real straightforward guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, tall for this weight class. I mean, yep. so obviously everyone's trying to take him down. Yeah. Um, but um, – and he was a little antsy in his first fight but still pulled out the win. Mm-hmm. But I think um, – I think we're going to see him take this next win. Yeah, um, yeah I've got my money on Jason Gonzalez. Not just because I like him, but he's a good fighter. And it just wouldn't surprise me as well for this season with all the back and forth and who's going to dominate and that for us to end up as a, uh, in a, was it 5-5 tie or a 4-4 four, four tie rather? It would be, would that be a 4-4? Four, four? No, they're 5-3, so it'd be a 5-4. Five, 5-3, four. Five, so 5-4. Five, so 5-4 four. Four with uh, one of them going, but most likely it's going to be an American, I'm thinking. But if, however, to make it better, I mean, obviously they could take out a European and then even out the, the, the uh, bracket. The brackets, if I remember correctly, they did a quick uh, screen capture of it, and it had I got it here. the two Swedes going against each other. Down at the bottom, the uh, most recent fight, which was Tamer. Uh-huh. Tamer David is Tamer and Martin Svensson. Svensson. Yeah, so Svensson and Tamer. In the quarterfinals. Yeah, that's the only team-on-team uh, team action we got going on so far. Right. But we'll see what happens with the, uh, with the old switcheroo. My prediction, uh, I know that they can't necessarily control this. Or that they supposedly don't, but I'm guessing the way that we'll see this season play out, uh, as as you said, Gonzalez gets the win next week. It's 5-4. McGregor wins in terms of these preliminary matches. Um, yeah, then again, we do have the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, but then Faber wins the uh, coaches. Uh, the coaches challenge, yeah, <laughs> and so that for that preliminary round, we say, all right, well, there's the even split. Yeah, coaches challenge over here, and they get money, and but Connor's team wins the uh, the moral uh, the moral victory, yeah. as it were. Who are you looking forward to seeing in the next uh, in the next round of fights? Oh, <laughs> I was I should have answered faster. I was going to say mom and dad really miss them. I can't wait for Christmas. Uh, but then you oh. mentioned the next round of fights. Yeah, and that... no, I was curious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> next round of fights. I don't know who do we have. Uh, what are the brackets exactly? We oh. got Ryan Hall. Yeah, well, that's I mean, you know exactly what I'm. That's my my go to. Right Hail Hook Ryan Hall. Oh, dude, I can't wait to see some more Ryan Hall. We <laughs> we haven't seen much of him. Obviously, he's a quieter person. He's not into yeah. all the drama and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's I mean, he's a very he's a typical jujitsu fighter, who's spiritual, right. and and it's all about becoming a better person. And I love it. Hold that thought one second. I want to take got? care what of my man, Forgotten Morgan over here, or my lady. I'm not quite sure which Morgan is uh, it is, but. Uh, uh, link to watch the fights. No, um, it probably is out there in the next couple of days on the internet. But they, of course, they play replays uh, right before the new episodes. So a week from tonight, um, what was it? The airs seven o'clock LA time, ten o'clock. I think the first run technically is ten o'clock. So I believe yeah. nine o'clock. Local listings time would be when they play last week's episode. So there you go, my man. Sweet. Uh, but you were saying next round of fights. Do you, do you have the brackets up? I'm pulling it up right now. Actually, I'm taking. Okay. A, I'm getting a picture of it. Um, 
It's actually t- tough to find a picture. I remember we had it before. I haven't found anything recently of uh, of this season. Yeah, we found it before, but actually now what I have is a list of all the fighters, but they're not right. next to We should have screenshotted the actual episode because it was up there. Ah, uh, good um, point. But, you know, we don't have it on us right now, which is too bad. Um, well, you know what? Wikipedia may have uh, – okay, so we okay. got – But, I mean, I'll talk about who I'm looking forward to seeing if you want to see if you can find mm-hmm. something also. Um, because Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall has been – I mean, he was a wonderful interview. He Skyped in with us in our second or third episode. Yep. I mean, super smart, super cool guy. Yes. Um, great fighter. Uh, jiu-jitsu fighter. I mean, full-on jiu-jitsu, 100% jiu-jitsu. He's a jiu-jitsu lifestylist, I would say. Oh, I, I love the way that. And yeah, and me being a jiu-jitsu fighter myself, I love that. And the way he spoke about fighting, that very spiritual art, you know, it's something that my sensei always, you know, mm-hmm. sort of the way he went about it until he got divorced and lost the, lost the, the dojo. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, so, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Hall and see what he's going to pull out next. Because I know everyone's going to be looking for uh, that 50-50, but I know he could pull out... Well, the 50 50 leg lock? Educate, go. Oh my gosh. Break that it down. Crazy, okay, that crazy position where he entangles his legs and your legs in a 50. It's called the 50 50 position. It's a rare one. I did not even know much about it until I did this uh, season where he uh, entangles his legs and yours. You could be standing, you could be sitting because basically he's going to lock you up with his legs. Um, and then you're 50% at risk and 50%. 50% with an advantage, right? Uh, yeah, and then, well, the thing is, not when you're against Ryan Hall. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's called a 50 50, but enough. no, you're not in any advantage. That's a 99 1, right? Yeah, it's a 99 <laughs> 1. It's called a 50 50 in theory, but no, Ryan Hall has got you in that position, then you you want you don't want to be in there. You want to get out. Right. But he locks you up real tight, and he just holds on to it no matter what mm-hmm. until he gets the position that he wants, and then he's going to, he has a number of ways of actually taking you out. We've seen the same way now, twice though. Mm-hmm. We've seen the same, which was uh, the heel, right? He did both out yeah. by the heel. Heel hook in both matches, I believe. Yeah, and so, but I want to see what else he's got in his toolkit because I know he's got a ton. So I'm looking forward to seeing more. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, even outside the 50 50. And we did see him stand up for a little bit too, just so they can respect his standing game so he could actually lock in that 50 50 in a strange, unorthodox way of like rolling into the person's legs and locking in that 50 50 position. So, so we are at eight matches down, one more to go. I'm looking at the, uh, the quick checklist of matches throughout the season here. Run down the results real quick, and right. we can discuss what we think is going to happen next. Uh, first, first match, of course, Ryan Hall over Franz Slioa mm-hmm. by a heel hook in the first. Chris Gritzmacher, Gritzmacher, I'm sorry, defeats uh, Sasha Sar- Sharma by unanimous decision, uh, three rounds. Martin Warchek defeats Tom Galecchio. Oh, we still love you, Tom. Watch the Tom cast, you guys out there. Tom <laughs> cast, love, love Tom Galecchio. That one went the distance, uh, 2018. Saul Rogers over over uh, Billy Quarantillo, Billy Q. That was a hard fight to watch. I remember that. Uh, Julian Arosa over Meji Baghdad. That was majority decision. Yep. Very close. I mean, that's what I what I remember is that one being very close. A little bit uh, technique, um, kind of technique versus speed, and little, maybe a little bit of uh, yeah, uh, ju- uh, quantity ju- versus quality. And Juicy's is very uh, unorthodox striker, yeah. moving around a lot, comes out from weird angles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Meji had a broken hand. Yeah. Uh, Martin Svensson defeated Tan Lee. He subbed me out. Rene could choke in round two. That was very sad. And, of course, uh, this week, Artem Lobov and David Tamer. So, Ryan Hall, Grutzmacher, Martin Warchak, Saul Rogers, Julian Arosa, Martin Svensson, Artem Lobov, and David Tamer. Yep. And then the last one after that. Yep. Jason Gonzalez versus Abner. What do you make of that list? Um, I think, uh, you know, let's see. Outside of Ton Lee, I'm okay with the way it all kind of went down. I mean, I really wanted to see Ton mm-hmm. move on. Um, I think Meji is one I think early on expected him to do a lot better, but obviously yeah. injured and whatnot. So those are the only two that I would love to see like a switch on. I'd love to see Meji still in it, Ton Lee still in it. But in terms I mean, of going forward from the quarterfinals to the semis, oh, who do you think of those guys that I just listed, um, who do you think that has the best shot going forward? I, I got to give Ryan Hall one of them. Yeah, absolutely. One of those four slots absolutely. for the semis. I'm putting my money on Ryan Hall. Um, who had who? Who was the toughest? You know, I think I, Artem. Um, I think Artem will eventually find someone who's going to hit him hard enough. And I mean, Artem will take the hits, but we've seen he's talking about fifty fifty. That's his record. Right. And, and, and I think you know he could maybe pull out another, but he's. I don't think he's going all the way here. Right. Um, I'm curious to see a little more of Martin Svensson. 
He mm-hmm. was really impressive to me when he took out Tonley. The way he, um, he's long, he's tough. He could take yeah. some shots. Like he sticks in. I'm really impressed he, to see Martin Svensson fight again. He worked the ground pretty well. Yeah, and overall, he was just kind of solid and just you know he was uh, he could work the game and whether he was on his feet or on the ground. Uh, yeah, so I want to see that, and I want to see someone actually give Saul Rogers a fight because Saul got a, got a, got off easy in that last fight, taking a very uh, weak fight in Billy. So you think that. Uh, these are the guys you're saying. These are the yeah, guys these that are, are going to go ones. to the semifinals. Right? I'm thinking Martin, Ryan, Saul. So far, that's what I'm really thinking, and I want to see Jason do well. Martin Svensson, you said. Yeah, Svensson, Ryan Hall, Artem. Um, I you think, think Artem gets gets gosh. finished or he gets knocked out in the next uh, mm, knocked then, out of wait, the tournament. Oh, let's say, but you know, it it depends Saul, on who he's so. fighting. I don't want to say about Mar- uh, about Artem yet until I see the matchup because we still have a switch to make. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I I don't want to say about Artem because I like Artem in there, but I, I I couldn't say. But I I do want to see Saul get like a, a real fight. Um, but for sure, I'm saying Ryan Hall and Martin Svensson. I'm seeing them going forward. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I might put up. Uh, I, I might think Martin Warchek. Um, he survived Galecchio and that, you know, be, being stuck in that uh, that body lock for such a long time. Yeah, he's got, yeah. I, I could see uh, Warcheck going going forward to the semis. Artem. I think Artem uh, will go forward to the semis, uh, but not to the finals. Mm-hmm. What was that? that, that that's my money there. Artem, uh, Warcheck, Hall, and... Uh, who else did you say that I agreed with? Uh, Svensson. Yeah, Svensson. Yeah. What, what is that? Is that uh, that's three uh, Team Europe three and USA one? Correct. Yeah, I mean we're really Ryan Hall is the only one we're really putting money on outside of Jason <laughs> Gonzalez, who I think will will take the win and then we'll see the matchup. Right. But I, I'd like to see Jason do well as well. But I mean Ryan Hall's is my odds-on pick to win this thing. I've got money on Ryan Hall. I don't actually have money on Ryan Hall. <laughs> I've got money on... No, I don't. No, I don't. But if I had money, I, might, I guess I might put on Ryan Hall. Uh, Artem will get a... Con- Joe Boza says Artem will get a consolation match if he ain't in the finals. Most likely. He's brought back to make sure Connor stayed. I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Good call, uh, Boza. Yeah. And Forgotten Morgan likes, uh, agrees with you. Saul Rogers. Saul Rogers. is one of the best. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he just... He's, he's tough. I gotta be honest. That's the match I don't remember... Uh, I, I remember the least. Oh wait, it was it was back. probably because you blocked it out of your memory. It was hard to watch. <laughs> it was Billy Q, and he looks like the youngest guy on the American team. And right. Saul just would look like a man beating on a child. Okay. It, it was really difficult to watch. It was absolute domination. I wanted Billy to just okay. Tap. That, yeah, that was the one uh, ten eights, right? Yeah, the one exactly. Each round was ten eights. It was ugly. Okay, it was so ugly. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Saul. Saul's going to need someone to really fight against him. Someone who can really give him a fight because Saul is looks very dominating. Yeah. He's very strong. Great conditioning. He's he's one of the strongest okay. on uh, Team Europe. Yeah, so. I remember what he vaguely what he looks like. Good body, uh, big afro, right? Yeah, lots of tats. Right. All tatted up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Saul's probably. I mean, Saul, Ryan, Hall, Svensson. Those are my guys that are going to be moving forward, and probably Rodriguez or Gonzalez if right. things go well. Um, yeah, outside of that, I, I do want to make mention because we've got UFC um, 193 coming up. I was just going to talk about oh, that. What we got going forward here, yes. Um, okay, so we got the Rousey fight, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's always is someone going to be able to even give Rousey a fight. Well, wait, there's some other stories to this. There is the Rousey fight. There's That's... one I do want to talk about, yeah. Okay. I'm going to start with Rousey because we could go past that quickly. This show itself, though, let me pull up the card here. Yeah, I got it right here. I, I mean, there's the a lot of historical significance to this uh this event for its uh you know for 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 what it is it's in it's in the stadium in Melbourne Australia I'm I'm blanking on the name of the stadium itself um but I believe they've sold at least as of a, a while back I think there were past uh, 45 50,000 oh, yeah. tickets story. yeah okay now granted this a big part of this is UFC finally being in Melbourne yes. which as I understand it is kind of the uh in in cities in Australia, the fight capital, mm-hmm. Melbourne, that's where you know the, a big amount of the fight fans are, are concentrated. Nice. Um, the headliner, Rousey Holm, yeah, and then the co-headliner, the co-main, is Joanna Yanjetrek versus Valerie Letourneau, also a title match for the women's strawweight championship. Mm-hmm. Those are two women's title matches. That are headlining this UFC. Headlining the biggest UFC attendance 
in uh, I, I believe in in history, certainly this year. Mm-hmm. I believe the only other one that uh, the only other stadium show that that comes close to it was uh, was at St. Pierre and Jake Shields from several years ago, obviously. Wow. But that was in uh, in Toronto. Uh-huh. And uh, was it Rogers Stadium? I could be wrong about that. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the rest of the show, though, I mean, fantastic matches. Not really resonant to the title contention. Uh, Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva, number yeah. two. Um, Uriah Hall and Robert Whitaker. Uriah Hall, fast turnaround coming back. That's one I do want to talk about. I actually, okay. I'm, yeah, I, All right. I'm a big fan of Uriah Hall after uh, seeing him on The Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. And um, and his career was kind of dipping after that, and it was not looking so strong. And they were kind of giving him like a bag of success. Yeah. Yeah. And, they were, and I remember a story coming out, Dana saying, like, you need to perform in the next one, you're out type yeah. thing. And, and his last two, he's shown up. And yeah, and so certainly that gay guard Mosasi knockout was, yes. and so and you're, that's that's Uriah, Uriah Hall's thing. His knockouts are just highlight reels. Mm-hmm. His knockouts are amazing. I mean, his he had he could have won first and second place on best knockout in Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. like in terms of that season. Yeah, and even then he probably is the best knockout I've ever seen on Ultimate Fighter. Period. And then what happens in that season of Ultimate Fighter? Then he loses at the end in a very to Kelvin Gastelum. It was bizarre, it, and it, that was the knock on Uriah is which one shows up. Yes, and yeah. that and that's the truth because he. Did not show up for that fight, yeah. and it was disappointing. I remember watching it, going, "I going, is this fixed? Like, why is he not <laughs> fighting? What is happening? He didn't fight. He yeah. just didn't. He didn't show up." But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing um, another Uriah Hall fight. His star is on the rise there, and of course, the you know those three other matches we listed there. Um, you know, it's uh, that's something to be said. They're hitting a milestone, regardless really of what happens yeah. on that show. Um, I don't think that too many of the results. I, I feel like it, the writing is kind of on the wall yeah. for the two title matches. Most likely, yes. Um, and hopefully, we will get fireworks on uh, Hunt Silva like we did the first one. Shout out once again to my man Joe Boza here. Uh, Etihad Stadium. Yeah, Etihad, Etihad Stadium. I may be butchering the name. Well, no uh, wonder you can remember. Pronunciation. It. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I forgot Morgan uh, checking. Checking Joe Boza on that. Joe Boza also says, something Dana and Lorenzo thought wouldn't have happened to two women's divisions and both in the main event. Very fair point. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's kind of what drives home the significance and the milestone of this upcoming show. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're talking completely sold out quickly. Um, and yeah, Do you have some numbers up there? Oh, no, I didn't bring them. I've got That's just right. the card. I got the card right now. Yeah. And But we're looking at two female fights, and I, I love that. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love the way the sport is progressing when it comes to that. I yeah. really dig it. Yeah, and J-Track herself, this is, I think, going to be kind of a coming out party, even though mm-hmm. she's had ridiculously impressive performances in her win over Carla Esparza, defense against Jessica Penne, who is no slouch at all in the mm-hmm. cage. Um, she's breaking out. The, her personality is coming out. They're showcasing her a lot on their ancillary, uh, you know, on Fight Pass and uh, UFC it was an Ultimate Insider. Um, she's somebody that does, is learning how to have that likable uh, charm and uh-huh. appeal. And I think, certainly that's off of great... Um, Examples, role models with Ronda, with yeah. uh, with, with Connor, Connor, yeah. yeah. But Connor, she's also Connor's developing great. her own style. It's not like she's imitating and copying. It's it's the she's figured out. It seems the confidence to let her be her mm-hmm. and to profess it out, you know, yeah. and to just be uh, unabashed about that. Whereas some there's other people that I feel like are simply copying these two, Connor and Ronda, and say, okay, that's how I do it. So if I say the same thing and I sound like them, then yeah. I will be as successful as them. No, being no. authentic is great, and that's what really makes a mark in, mm-hmm. well, in any entertainment business is, is being authentic and having and being really yourself because you are your selling point. And her as a fighter, that's her selling point in the, in the octagon. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, in the business, she has to know herself, be herself, and be willing to 100% own herself in the business. Yeah. And that's where people are going to buy in. It's that level of confidence that people want. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what people admire. Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey, you know, and she has no issue calling it out. It's not just the confidence that you're going to win the match. It's the confidence of you being you and owning who you are, right? Yes, exactly right. And that's, yeah, that's being a human being right there, just owning 100% being your own human being. Right. And that's what people want to buy, man. That's what people want to buy that shirt because it helps them, you know, give them confidence. So they can step <laughs> Isn't that out. kind of ironic? They like... Being, they like the the confidence of being yourself, so therefore they're going to buy the t shirt. Yeah, and I'm going to be like that guy. Isn't that funny how that works? Jeez. It really is hilarious. But that's yeah. I mean, you're dealing with a large <laughs> yeah a large uh, amount of people who don't have that level of confidence. So yeah, so it's 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 phony in a way, but yeah, at the same time, it leaves it gives it gives people something. Mm-hmm. Gives them hope. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, our guys in the chat room also talking about Jared Rochalt versus Stefan Struve in the heavyweight division, I of see course. That, yeah. uh, nobody talks about Mark Hunt and Silva fight. Why is that? Well, dude, I, I think... <sighs> I think we're not expecting much. To be quite honest, I think we're a little bit. Uh, this is just me personally, a little bit hesitant, hesitant about wanting to enjoy this fight. Yeah, those guys gave it their all, and I'm not sure that either of them came out better. They came out admirable fighters out of that first fight, but I don't know if they came out better, stronger mentally. You know, yeah. um, it's a little bit unnerving in that respect. Uh, of course, it was match of the year. Uh, that year, voted by uh, by many websites and, and opinions of people, but uh, both those guys have you know their heyday is is long past. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like, yeah, they're, they're it's kind of like people are going to be nervous the next time they see Rory McDonald get in the cage too. It's like, yeah, it's past. You know, when fighters kind of get past that prime, you know, mm-hmm. even heck, you know, I, to even bring up a fighter past his prime was you know my favorite fighter of all time was Anderson Silva. You know, he mm-hmm. just. He got old, you know. You get old. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the wear and tear of this business. I mean, it'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to this one, guys. We will be back um, to uh, George and I, and I believe most likely Lethal Laura Salazar will be back to discuss UFC 193 on Sunday. Uh, after that, of course, next the next week is UFC Fight Night. Neil Magny versus Kelvin Gastelum. That also has the finals of UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter. Latin America 2, really good card there. Um, on top of that, Henry Cejudo versus Juicy A. Formiga. Um, Ricardo Lamas versus Diego Sanchez. Do not miss that Diego one. Diego said, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Right. The original Diego yes Sa- man. Oh, yeah. I love Diego Sanchez. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh, That airs on the 21st. We would be covering that one, but – more importantly, that night, and yes, guys, I am going to make that judgment call, uh, or rather that weekend, University of MMA, Fight Night 12, going down at Club Nokia in Los Angeles, California. Come out and see it. Uh, doors 4.30, first fight at 5. Come uh, come meet us and the gang and everything. Yeah, don't say no. Say <laughs> yes! Yes! You got anything else, man, before we wrap up? Uh, well, I mean, this is going to be my last week with you guys, I think, right? I mean, You did mention that, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Th- that's kind of a weird... I know. Pull it out of your butt there, man. Right here at the end, too. I mean, we're so close to the end of this season. And, yeah, guys, I'm going to be taking off. I'm going to be doing a show in Laguna Beach uh, alongside of Marina Sertis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek, and Neil Patrick... Yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris. So me, Deanna Troy. NPH. Or, yeah, and NPH, man. We've got a show out there in Laguna Beach. Uh, feel free to come check it out. It's What's actually, the name of it? It's Where Snow it? White. It's Snow White. It's uh, really? it's, But it's a British panto. It's a completely interactive show. What does that mean? Uh, I know. A lot of people don't know. It's famous in Britain. I mean, we're talking huge. This is why big celebrities do it. It's like huge in Britain um, and um, in, in London. And it's, uh, it's a completely interactive show that's been going on for hundreds of years. They take a show that you know, like Snow White, and then they turn it on its head, put it in a lot of like pop music and stuff keep a similar story but at the same time open it up to the audience hmm. so i will be improving with you and doing a show the entire show this is live action mad this is 100 like. mad libs but at the same time <laughs> we have a script so it's like but me especially i'm the host as well as um a lead character in the show and i'm sort of the main liaisons between teaching the audience how to be a part of this and Where's so the theater and how long is the run it's a laguna beach playhouse will be running from december 3rd mm-hmm. until december 27th those will be, and I, I start rehearsals on uh, Monday. So I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be living out there in Laguna Beach by the by the water, hanging out with uh, Marina Sertis. Oh, and um, of course, Lindsay Pierce from Glee is in it as well, and she is fantastic. She's got a just monster voice. So break a leg, fun. my friend, and Thank also make sure it's somebody else's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing my best. Get that fifty fifty, dude. Right? Get a fifty fifty. All right, guys. That's it for us. Uh, we will be back next week covering this event. Catch me on Sunday, of course. And you got any other shows? Uh, no, I mean, that's the only show I want to plug right now. But I will be in the chat after rehearsal. I'll jump on and just chat with you guys. Cool. I'll see you, Boza, in the chat. And, uh, <laughs> so we'll have you in spirit, at least. Yeah, I'll be here, at least. Cybernetically. Yeah. Matrix. All right, Transcendence. Guys, take care. We'll see you around. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 